The opinions expressed on the following program are those of the program sponsor, Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and its hosts and callers, and may not reflect those of KSLR or Salem Communications. The content of this program may not be suitable for young listeners and is intended for a mature audience. Parents are strongly encouraged to use discretion with children who may be listening. Share comments with Shadow of His Wings Ministry at 210-887-9007 or online at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening. Thank you for listening in tonight. You're joining Lee and Shay Preston. I'm Lee, and I'm here tonight with my wife, Shay. Hi, Shay. How are you? Good evening. It has been a blessed day. We spent some time with two of our grandkids. Oh, I'm a little tired. That's right. You you can always tell when you run around with grandkids. They're great to be around, but they certainly always have more energy than we do. That's for sure. Yes. We had a great time, and tonight we're going to, uh, I just want to first of all say a quick prayer for th- those folks in South Texas that are, and, and other parts of Texas that are struggling Amen. through floodwaters right now and loss from the floods. Yes. And so we're just going to take a moment to pray for them. Yes. Father, we just pray for... The missing, we pray for those lost in the flood. We just pray for the family members that are still looking and the family members who know that they've lost someone and have actually been confirmed. We just, we just pray for their hearts. We pray for, for healing and hope. Father, I know when you lose someone, it's just hurtful and it's painful. And I just pray for those folks who have lost loved ones. I also pray for those that are still needing to be found, and I I just pray for the rescuers and the responders. Father, we just thank you that you, that your heart is with each one of these folks. Not only those who have lost ones, but also those who are still working to help. We thank you that your heart is with them and that you love them, and I pray that they would find some hope in the place of knowing that there is a God who knows everything who knows every moment of their lives up until the time that this flood either took their life or hurt them or wounded them or loved ones that are still waiting. We have a God who knows everything and every feeling that we have. And I thank you, Father, that you let them know just how much you were there and that your hand was on all of these folks. I just pray, Jesus, for recovery and for we thank you for the sunny day we had today of just allowing the land and the and the waters to, to dry. We thank you for your rainbow that says you'll never allow a flood to cover the entire earth, although it felt like it there for a while for some. And we just pray for those who are still trying to recover. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you are listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. Shadow of His Wings Ministry is a ministry that Shay and I, uh, out of our own uh, wounds and recovery and healing that God brought us, that we were asked by Him to put together. 
to allow folks to have a place to come to find hope and healing in their struggles and their brokenness. We believe that God has called us to help in the efforts of binding up the brokenhearted and healing those whose wounds have caused them to not find God's best or to have have been caught in some brokenness that they just can't seem to get free from. Shadow of His Wings Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and you're welcome to look at our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We actually have uh, some retreats coming up over the summer. We have a Journey to Freedom retreat that is for strugglers with same-sex attraction and unwanted same-sex attraction. It, it will be, I believe it's coming up in July, if I'm not mistaken. And we also have a Journey to Joy, a wives retreat for wives who've been struggling with same uh, I'm sorry, with uh, husbands who have struggles in sexual addiction. It's coming up in August. But you're welcome to look at the website, and there's lots of dates on there that will help you. We also have a Fervent Warrior Retreat coming up sometime in the near future. I think it's in October. That is going to be a time just for men to come and find their passion in Christ. Uh, it's a healing weekend for men who just need to find more of Christ and to continue healing through the junk that perhaps this life has brought them. So... Don't hesitate to check out the website and find those things that you may think are interesting or something that might help you in your struggles and in your place. We'd love to be there for you. Well, we are glad you're joining us tonight. We are here to try to offer real life answers to some of tough, some of the tough questions that come up. Excuse me. And so tonight we are tackling a bit of a hard topic, aren't we, Shay? It's it's a little bit of a tough topic. Um, I mean, we don't have so much of a hard time really just talking about it as much as sometimes um, some people may have a hard time talking about it, discussing <laughs> yeah. it. Right. And so I would just suggest if it is one of those tough topics that you may have to just not listen in. That's right. Or maybe you should listen in and be able to really try to talk through it, you know? True. Uh, either one of those might work. It's, uh, the, we're talking about masturbation. We won't keep you in, in suspense anymore. Uh, we are talking about masturbation tonight. Uh, Shay and I used to always refer to it as the M word because we didn't really think it was the greatest thing to talk about. But as we've helped folks and as we've helped heal and found freedom for folks and and just some of the broken places that people stumble through it's become something that we have realized is a is a is a trouble spot and we certainly don't have a problem with talking about it because we truly believe that if you can't talk about something you'll have a hard time finding real answers for it and so we are here to talk about masturbation tonight and God's best in masturbation or God's best in not in masturbation, uh, whichever the case may, may be. You'll find I think out it's shortly. more God's best in, in your sexuality that he that he gave each of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we will start off the show by 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 letting everyone know that we do not believe that masturbation is God's best. We believe that masturbation is a, is a sin. And we believe that God wants to heal it. We believe that God wants to set people free from it. But masturbation is a bit of a, a bit of a, a controversial subject because some people are, some people are for it and some people are against it, as, as some people say. And so 
Uh, we're going to talk some tonight about just what it, what are the broken places of masturbation and how do we, how do we heal those places? And so we're going to kind of, we're going to jump in and start talking about masturbation. Masturbation is, um, I think a hard topic because we don't really know what to say about it. And a lot of times people are, have a hard time talking about it. Well, I think that there's so much, there's, it's just a place where shame seems to wrap itself, you know, around a person, um, and around this topic. I mean, it's, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to hear about it and I don't want to talk about it because it's just, there's so much shame that's wrapped around it. That's the only way I can describe it. Sure. And we truly believe that the only way you can find freedom is to bring something into the light and try to talk about it. Um, masturbation, I think, affects a lot of folks. Uh, I think sometimes people struggle. Uh, they get caught up in it because of something someone says or uh, something that Sometimes kids talk about boys, especially, I think, sometimes talk about it in the locker room. You know, if we don't have great ways to describe and to help our kids understand what sex is and what the broken places of sex is, then then our kids will find the broken places one way or the other. And so that's what we're here to talk about tonight. This is kind of spurred on. I do want to offer real quick before I keep talking. We are a call-in show. Uh, if you have questions or comments about uh, masturbation or, or you'd like to share something, we have a local number here. It's 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. And we'd welcome your calls. We know it's hard to call in on such a topic, but you don't have to share your name. You can just share your comment or share your question, and we would be glad to hear from you. The, the process of trying to understand masturbation, the reason why we brought it up tonight is because maybe you all have different friends than we do, but on my Facebook page, uh, someone was having a discussion. They were Christian men who were having discussions about masturbation and, and whether it was sinful or whether it was okay. What they, what, what they were discussing is whether or not several of them were talking about whether God thought it was a good thing. Not a good thing, whether it was sinful, not sinful. And I just was interested to see some of the comments about masturbation, uh, even from some women. I, there were some wives and some women on the, on the thread there that responded. And I, I thought it was interesting and I thought it was, it would be really helpful, I think, to have a conversation on the air tonight just about masturbation and what it means to people and who, who believes it's right and who doesn't. I think that is a good thing to see. So we welcome anybody that would like to call in and just kind of talk about it, if they have any questions, to call us at 340-area-code-210-340-9585. So why don't we just start off. So okay. what what are your thoughts? Um, just kind of right off the bat, what are your thoughts? Like, why why do you think people struggle with, discussing whether it's either right or wrong. I mean, sometimes people don't even like to discuss that. Sure. Well, I do think it's shameful. You know, I think anytime you're dealing with someone's sexuality, then it can be very shameful. It's secretive. 
I mean, I don't mind. I think I've even said on the air before, I struggle with sexual brokenness myself as a teenager. I found masturbation around 10, 10 years old. But there's something that just was never talked about. Uh, I know my parents never spoke to me about it. I never heard anybody say, oh, this is, let's have an honest conversation about it. Never had a discussion about it in the youth group. Never had a discussion about it at church. So no one speaks about it because it's kind of a taboo issue. It's like no one really wants to talk about it, and so therefore it all just kind of stays in the darkness. And I think that may be changing. I mean, I've seen in this, you know, in the last couple of generations, the the, the generation that's around 15 to 18 now, and the generation just after them, I believe it's changing. I've I've seen, you know, even primetime television shows talk about masturbation and and joke about it. Well, and that's what I was just thinking. I was thinking, well, most of the most of the talk tends to be a little more joking, which sometimes dealing with a shameful topic or something that's kind of kept in the darkness is better approached if you make a joke out of it and you can laugh about it. Sure. And most of the joking implies that it's okay, everybody does it, and everybody's going to do it, and so just do it as much as you want because it's healthy. You know, as a as a psychology major, I've got my master's in psychology. I've read articles on how healthy masturbation is and how it's a, it should be a healthy part of every marriage and a healthy part of everyone's life. And I think it's just interesting to try to look at all of these things through a Christian perspective and what we truly believe God says about masturbation. And and I think even then you come across, I think one of the other reasons why Christian circles don't speak much about it is because you don't see a lot of people being able to put their finger on a verse that says, thou shalt not masturbate, which I think is a difficult, <laughs> it's going to be difficult because there is not a verse that says that. And so people struggle with, well, he, if God didn't say that we shouldn't masturbate, then how do we know that he really is against it? And, <clears throat> excuse me. And if I don't, if I don't think of lustful things, or if I don't do, you know, if I don't do sinful things in the process, then it must not really be sinful. But I think if you look at the very nature of God and the very nature of what God has laid out for all of us in relationship and sexuality, then you probably would be able to come to the only true conclusion, which is, is it's not God's best and it is a sin in his eyes. Because if you look at his best, everything he does is in relationship. Every day, everything he does is, especially in sex, is bound between the laws of marriage, bound between the relationship of marriage. And the problem with masturbation is it's very much a self-centered, self-ish act. Sure. It's just about you. It's just about that person. It's just about getting my needs met. And if you begin to look at, at that whole process, you begin to see that God says, wait a minute, everything I do, everything we do should be as unto the Lord. Now, I know there may be single folks out there going, but wait a minute, does that mean that I should, you know, what do I do? I mean, I don't know what to do with my sexuality. I'm not married. I don't have anyone that I'm in a marriage relationship with, so what do I do? And so I realize that that's a tough issue, but I also don't believe that God would give us our sexuality and then have it rage out of control. I think he would want us to constantly attempt to bring it within his boundaries and to not let it master us. Yes. 
that's a lot. That is a lot. I'm going to read a, the, the scripture real quick that I think is something to begin pondering on. It's First Peter 2.11. It says, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. I know you're about to read something. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just thought that would be a great, that's a great scripture to kind of begin throwing out there as we keep talking. So what do you think about that verse? Well, I love the verse that said, I mean, the part of the verse that says, be careful in my, in my paraphrase, to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. I think that's truly I mean, I think he looks at masturbation in the eyes of very much a lot of the other things that wage war against our soul, whether that's gluttony, masturbation, um, alcohol, too much alcohol, all of those things that try to master us. And I think it's interesting to begin looking that in the eye, through the eyes of masturbation. You know, he doesn't want anything to master over us. And masturbation is just one of those sin areas, in my opinion, like gluttony and like those things that feed our nature, our sin nature. Uh, gluttony says, I must have, uh, I want, have a need for comfort. Sometimes masturbation in it is even, I have a need for comfort. I have a need that needs to be met and I want it to be met right now. And I want folks to understand, you know, I mean, I, I struggle with, with overeating. So it's not that, that I, either one of us are claiming to be perfect in all of these different sin areas, but I think masturbation is one just to talk about tonight because I think unfortunately it can master you. It can take over. And if you don't see it as a sin, then you'll just allow it to take over you. And you, if you look at that in a, in the area of maybe a 12 year old boy, who finds masturbation for the first time and begins to go down that path. And if no one's ever said, you know what, son, you have to be careful with these things because you do not want it to master you. If they, people are telling him, hey, it's perfectly okay, it's something that everybody does, do it as much as you like, just be discreet about it, you know, it's not something you want to do in the middle of the living room, then then what you're telling him is that he shouldn't have to learn how to master his own sexuality and take it under submission to the Lord. And I believe that we're called to do that, to take everything and submit it to God's authority. Otherwise it can turn a very bad, can turn into a very bad place where sexuality takes a, a great turn for the worst, which is it becomes out of control and then masturbation becomes something that you you take into yourself and you use for all the different reasons, not just a release anymore. It's, well, I feel sad, so I'm going to masturbate, or I feel bored, and so I'm going to masturbate, or I feel angry, or I just need, I'm tired, I need to have something to make me go to sleep at night. You know, all these things that can cause struggles. All right. Well, and one thing I was sitting here thinking is, is that sometimes, you know, if somebody comes up and, and asks, um, you know, so what do you think about masturbation? Do you think it's a sin or do you think it's okay? Or, you know, I would just, I think a lot of times it's how does it, you know, if this is something you struggle with and if you're involved in this, how does it cause you to feel once you're finished? I mean, once, you know, once you've 
Right. Once the, the end of masturbation's occurred, you get yes. that climax, then how what happens you, next? Yeah. How do you feel about yourself? How does your spirit feel? You know, because I think that's sometimes where we truly find the answers. You know, because, you know, to really find out and seek, you know, does, you know, is this God's best for my life? You know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't give us something or, or allow us to do something that's going to hurt our spirit. Absolutely. And it usually, hopefully, it still causes a person to feel a little bit ashamed. Well, and that's... A little bit like, wow, that's not the greatest thing. I really don't need to keep doing that. Yeah. Um, now, sometimes I think the conscience can get seared over so much if someone's told you over and over it's perfectly okay or do it any any time you'd like. But I, I hope you're right. I, I believe when people at least have a little bit of a of a... Of a touch of the Holy Spirit, a little bit of an understanding of what's really going inside and on inside their soul, I have a feeling you're exactly right, that they'll at least feel something that says, hmm, probably shouldn't do that, maybe it's not the greatest thing, it kind of makes me feel a little bit bad afterwards. Well, and, and the thing is, you know, you were talking about um, singles, and if this is something that, you know, that they may struggle with or they may question you know, it's interesting how, you know, something like this, you go and it seems like something that would help you to not feel lonely. However, that's my question is once once the do is do, done, you know, do you feel any less lonely? Or do you maybe feel more lonely Absolutely. and just with some shame tacked on? Absolutely. And would God want that? Absolutely. We we are a call-in show, so I just wanted to throw out the number here. Our number is 210-340-9585. If you have any questions or thoughts, we'd sure love to hear from you. Absolutely. So, uh, have any thoughts right now? Well, I think that... I'd like to kind of follow up on that. I think, I think it is hard for certainly divorced folks who maybe have been used to having sex and now they're, they're alone. I think it is hard for, um, folks who've used masturbation through most of their life. Uh, you know, and we don't see, personally in our ministry, we don't see a lot of women who have struggles with compulsive masturbation. We do see some. And, uh, and so it is becoming, it seems to me, uh, in my opinion, that it, it, it seems to be becoming a bigger issue because there's a lot of sexual brokenness in our world. But mostly it's men who say, well, I was just, you know, I picked up masturbation at 10 or 11, been masturbating, you know, a few times a week ever since. Uh, I always thought it was fine. I always thought it was normal. Certainly, it made me feel like I probably shouldn't do it uh, as much, you know. But I think when you've been doing it so long, I think I think you do have to ask your, your a question of yourself: If I've been doing it this long, is it really that I still need it, or is it that I've just always come to rely on it? You know, I, what would have happened? Imagine if we could have turned back the clock, and a father was able to sit down with his son and say, "You know what, son." Uh, let me just share with you what masturbation is, what it does, uh, how it affects you, and uh, 
And imagine what would have happened if your dad had had an honest conversation with you about masturbation. Because then, who knows what would have happened. You might have actually been able to control your sexuality. You might have actually been able to have learned to say, you know what, it's really not what I want to do. It's really not who I am. And it's really not what God's best is for me. And so who knows what might have happened. And so I get I get it that if we've come to rely on it, it is harder to stop it. But you just never know for sure that you might not have been able to find a freedom if it had started differently. And so I just think it's uh I think it's important to look at masturbation and begin to at least ask what what can I do with it? Is it something that I still want? Is it something that I want to keep doing? Um, I know we have a caller, uh, but we have about a, a 45 seconds before break, so I'm going to ask that caller if they don't mind holding for just a second. I don't want them to be cut off, and we'll take a little bit of a break. You are listening to Shadow of His Wings Ministry. This is Healing Hidden Wounds. We're glad you're here. We're talking about a tough topic tonight, but it's an important one, and we aren't ashamed to talk about it because we want to help folks find freedom. And we want folks to be able to find that thing that can help them find the Lord. And the more of him, the better. And the freedom that he has for us, because that's what's important to us, is that freedom. Join us after the break, and Joel, hopefully you'll hang on with us, and we will be back after the break. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Love is done its part. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Your love has done its part. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Well, welcome back. You're joining Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and we're talking tonight about masturbation. We appreciate you listening in. We have a caller on the phone, and we'd like to go ahead and take him. Hi, Joel. You're on the air. This is Lee and Shay. How can we help you? you have a comment or a question? No. I was just going to say, uh, <clears throat> in the first place, it's, it's a neat thing that, you know, there are a lot of things that churches... I happen to be a morning Christian. Amen. There's a lot of... Uh, uh, and. Things that, you know, the churches just did not talk about. Sure. You know, mental illness and everything, addictions and things like that. But, uh, so I, I, I just want to say I appreciate y'all, uh, but I thought, what the heck, I got the guts, I'll do it. But, uh. Thank you, thanks for having the guts. Oh, it's good that y'all are, y'all are, uh, uh, you know, you know, not many people are willing, you know, to address certain things. But uh, sometime, you know, a long time, years back, I had a <clears throat> this, the, you know, lady friend, and uh, we, you know, would, you know, let's just say, I realize I'm on the radio, you know, play with each other. Sure. And uh, we, we thought, well, we're not, we're not, you know, and we didn't, we were not doing anything, but. Uh, and and it was every intention we had to uh, to be married and to to you know make everything right and everything. But uh, she was uh, she went active in the uh, 
in the she was a sergeant in the army, and uh, I didn't want to go to Germany, so it was kind of it left off. But the thing is, I, um, you know, you know, you know, I miss things, you know, and uh, I was never, I'm not into pornography or anything like that, but, uh, and I had a real peculiar way of doing this, but the thing is, and the lady there, I, 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 I'm sorry, you'll forgive me, I can't remember any, either one of your names. I'm Lee and my wife's Shay, so. My, oh, your husband and wife, okay, yes, uh-huh. good, that's, that's, okay, well. She was saying a while ago, and how did you feel after you, and you know, I, I, you know, I felt so disgusted and, and, uh, I just never wanted to, I don't know, I, when, you know, that, let's just say a certain act was accomplished, I never wanted to, to ever, and now go to God and say, you know, forgive me. Sure. But I just never wanted to. I don't want to even remember anyone I was ever with, you know, because I felt so, so condemned. Not well convicted, I guess you'd be the word. And, sure. Uh, so you're and, saying uh, you you could relate with feeling a bit of that shame or conviction after oh, you had done something. Gosh. Oh, the the repulsive, you know, and then I, well, the bad part is I'd have to go to God. Sure. So look, God, nothing's hidden from you, and uh, I still, I still regret, you know, certain things about that man. And I feel, you know, you feel so filthy, you know, so dirty, and so. Disgusted with yourself, you know, and you're like, you're a, you're a, you're an animal, you know, and that's what they do. And uh, I just, uh, maybe someone out there who's listening can uh, can go and get to the things, uh, get, get to uh, you know what true love is, what it really means, and how he can respect other people. And the, here's what used to really nail it for me. Worse than anything, worse than anything physical, it was what would go on through my mind. Sure. When that was that, that's what would that's what that's what would tear me up from the inside out. Absolutely. I'm like, you know, God, this is this is. I don't know, I'm gonna shake it out with you, man. It's flat out demonic. Well, you and know, I, th- I, I think Joel, I think that you you really said it there because. I think that a lot of times people talk about it and they talk about it being, you know, being something that's very natural, but they don't really talk about those things that go on in the mind and the, and the things that happen spiritually and just inside just emotions. And I, I really appreciate you sharing that because a lot of people don't talk about that, but it's a, it's a reality. Yeah, well, I appreciate y'all even bringing it up because, like I say, it's been a while. But and you know, uh, it's just it, it's not even uh, so much the physical as the mental and the 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 you know the, you have these images you know of I, I remember to her you know doing the, you know it's this it's just it's you know it's, it's flat out sin man right. it's, it's, it's 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 a it's a, a fornicate you know it's 
Well, you know, you know, Joel, the, the amazing, the interesting thing, I don't know that it's amazing, but the interesting thing about it is, is that in the process of this, in this area, I believe Satan gets us coming and going. You know, he will, he will entice us into a broken place in sin and cause you to do those things that you don't really want to do. And then once you do it, then he, he shames you. And so I'd like to pray over you. Uh, Father, I pray. Well, you know, but right quick, I'd like to interject. It's, I'm also a recovering alcoholic, you know, and I'm, I'm doing really well. Good. But it, you're trying to fill a hole that, that only God can. Absolutely. And, and when you do that, you feel like absolute garbage. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and trust me, anybody who's listening, they're not on a call probably, I don't know, but anybody's listening, it, it, it just, just, you know, reach over. As I, I look at it as a, a switch box. Pull the lever, and and just and look up and just grab that book and just you know, you'd be surprised how fast it, every all that dissipates. That's it right. It just it just dies. And and it, I'm gonna flood it with the light of light. But no, that's it. And I'm, that's right. And I want to pray for you, Joel, because there's something on my heart. Father, I just want to pray for Joel because he said sometimes afterwards he feels like garbage. And I thank you, Jesus, that you love Joel so much, even even after something like that happens, because you know our brokenness. You still love him the same before versus after. You don't so you don't think anything less of him. And I just pray away that shame. I just pray against the shame that Satan tries to lay over him after he's broken, after he's fallen in this place. I just thank you for just reminding him that, you know what, you keep fighting the good fight. You keep running the good race because that's what's the truth, is that I will set you free. I will wash away the shame that your sin causes and I remember it no more. And I thank you that he doesn't remember it anymore. I'm sorry, that you, Father, don't remember it anymore. And you want him not to remember it anymore either. And to just keep walking in purity, Father, because you know there's a struggle trying to get to purity, but you love it when we get there. And I thank you that he's standing for purity. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd let her see. Amen. And, you know, I so... I, I, I bless you, you, you couple uh, too, and uh, and I praise you. It's not a thing anymore, but I mean, uh, I'm still, you know, I'm still uh, going through, you know, things, uh, you know, stuff with things. I'm not done. I never will be. I don't guess, but uh, well, we. It's always a journey. It's always a journey, Joel. And I thank you so much for calling in. Well, God love you. Thank you so much, and I bless you. And you know what? For having the for uh, the cl- spiritual clarity to, you know, address things. I mean, that's why sin's greatest uh, 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 fortress is secrecy and darkness. Amen. Let's keep bringing so it I out in the light. I bless you, thank and you. I thank you, and I bless you, and I thank you so much. Thank you, and thanks for calling in. Sir, bless you. All righty. Take care. That was a good call. So I... It just brings up a question in my mind. Why do you think it's so difficult for topics like this, the, the, where the, where life hits the, it talks about rubber hits the road, you know, where life really is, you know, why is it hard for these topics to be talked about in church? Well, I think we've, 
I think we've accidentally believed a lie, and that is if we bring it up, then somehow we might encourage it. And that's just a lie. I believe that's Satan's lie. You know, it's we're not talking about it in sexual ways. Certainly we're not trying to speak anything that would cause anyone else to stumble. All we're trying to do is talk honestly about broken places and some of the more taboo subjects. And masturbation is one of those taboo subjects. You know, it's interesting, you know, as we were talking about questions, I said, well, what do you, what, do, what would you tell that parent who says, well, what if I bring up masturbation to my 12 year old and I just cause him to be more curious about it? And I think that's what probably scares most churchgoers is if we talk about it, then isn't it just going to tell everybody that, that, you know, to, to encourage to do it? We just shouldn't talk about such things in church. Well, yeah, I just think that that's interesting because, you know, sexuality is, man, it's, um, it's pretty open these days. Absolutely. And the age gets younger and younger, uh, when sexuality is introduced. You know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff being introduced introduced even in the school system. Absolutely. You know, so to me, it's you know, it's kind of like giving your child. You want to provide your child with the answers for life, you know, and I think that you know it's important even at a young age, and I'm and I'm talking maybe nine or ten, you know, because. I mean, we see kids and, and, well, we don't see a lot of kids, but we do talk to sure. parents and talk to, that are just already, you know, into pornography, you know, at young ages. Absolutely. So I'm, what I'm offering is, is that, you know, don't wait until you just have to provide the answers. You know, why not approach with the question and the answer. Absolutely. You know, because it's inevitable. It's inevitable that your child is going to be sexual. It is inevitable that he's going to, he or she is going to question sexuality. I mean, that's inevitable. Absolutely. You're well, not going to avoid it. Absolutely. And if you, and as, as you're saying that, I don't want to interrupt you, but I just want listeners to think about where they first heard about sex. True. You know, think about your own think childhood and where you first heard about sex and then look at today's world and how sexual it is. And so I think well, because the majority of people would say that they didn't learn about sexuality from their parents. Some may. Absolutely. But I can tell you the majority probably didn't. Sure. The majority and even, usually learn from sometimes, unfortunately, sexual abuse as a child. Sometimes it's from other kids. In school. Absolutely. A teacher, sometimes teachers teach when they're really not supposed to, but they teach their own views of sex. And so if you think about where you learned about sex, even if maybe your parents did sit down and talk to you about sex, imagine after that, where did you get the rest of the knowledge? Because we work with a lot of folks, and a lot of folks get it from just buddies hanging out and girls at a slumber party and talking about what they think sex is and what they think it does and how you do this and how you do that. Well, I say well too much. Anyway, um, I was just thinking, you know, we don't watch TV too often. 
But there's a few times recently I've turned on the television and I'm amazed at the sexuality that is on just regular television, you know? And I mean, and, and kids are, are, they see, they see this, you know? You know, even in the Disney shows and the, the, uh, seemingly harmless shows, there's little innuendos and sexuality that's being thrown in, you know, for the benefit of the adults that may take their children. However, children, like I said, they're learning a lot younger, and so they're not, and being exposed to it opens that door. Absolutely. And that's why it is so important to let your children understand where you stand on masturbation. It's important for them to be told early, you know, and certainly use words that they can understand at 9 or 10 or 11. And you begin asking them questions about, you know, where, what do you know about sexuality? What do you know yet about, you know, just your own sexuality? And well, just have conversations with kids. Well, what is a good age, do you think, in your opinion? What would it be a good age? Oh, I think nine or ten is a great place to start talking about just about sexuality in general. You know, what do you know about it? You know, I would start, in my opinion, I would start asking kids at nine or ten, what have you heard? And see what they've heard. And sure, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's all, you know, we, we've just heard tonight that, you know, that sometimes sex is hard to talk about, you know. So it is going to be uncomfortable, but to begin asking them, what do you know? What have you heard? And let them kind of talk to you about what they've heard and and see where they go. I guess that would really kind of challenge your own comfort level as far as talking about sexuality. Well, and I think it's it does. I mean, it, it definitely does. And I'm, that's why we're not here to down any church or down anybody, parent. But we are saying, you know, and I'm sure if our kids were listening right now, they might call in and say, wow, you didn't say enough, or you said this, or you should have said that. You know, I mean, I'm not here to say that we did it all correctly. Or sometimes they they might want to say we say too much. That's because right. Because they, they get uncomfortable. We, and we do like to have some open conversations. Yes, and our kids are all over the age of 18, so that's why we are able to have open conversations with them about it. But... It is important just to begin talking about masturbation because as we were talking in the break, you know, sometimes masturbation can be used for other things than just what some people call their sexual release. Sometimes it becomes something that we use for stress release or for boredom or for, um, like I said in, before the break, uh, wanting to fall asleep at night. You know, I, I've worked with many folks who had compulsive masturbation and they used it every night before they could go to sleep. And so it's important to look at that. We are a call-in show. We've got a few minutes left of the show. We'd love to hear from you. Our number is 210-340-9585. Maybe you have a question about what you believe or what your thoughts are. I do think it's important to put it out there again you know, we honestly believe that that it is not God's best. I know what the world is going to tell us. The world is going to tell us that masturbation is okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Everyone should use it. 
But the important thing is to keep looking at what God's nature is and the way he implies what sexuality is meant to be in the Bible. You know, we've got a lot of people these days saying, well, if it's not in the Bible specifically written, then how do we know it's a sin? But if you look at God's best, you will find very quickly what he considered sinful behaviors. And I love this verse in 1 Peter. This is 1 Peter 2.11. I'm going to read it again. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh. Now, that's the passions of the flesh. There's nothing wrong with having great passion in your marriage. But the passions of the flesh wage war against your soul. And I think what you were saying earlier is exactly true. I think that feeling after you do something sinful that makes you realize that that you think for a second, oh, wow, I don't feel so great. I feel a little bit distant from the Lord. That's not the Lord stepping away from you. That's you realizing I just did something that makes me feel ashamed. Well, and also I, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, when you if you ask yourself, why do I do this? Then, you know, I was even thinking, you know, people turn to this even because they feel anger. Sure. You know, emotions and emotions out of control or that don't have a solution or, or, or unresolved issues in somebody's life, you know, that causes anger, loneliness and these things, you know, they go to that. And, and what that actually is, is that's, You know, that's replacing a place that God should be able to fill, a place of loneliness. And we should look to him for all of for all of to meet all these needs. Absolutely. You know, and so we're actually looking to sexuality to somehow come in and fill that void. And again, I would offer, hey, look at it and say, did that really fill a void and did that answer your question? Right. And could you have potentially sat down with the Lord and spent some time with him and could it have given you more than what you got? You know, I think that's a big question. I mean, that just touches my heart because, you know, struggling with anything, whether it's food or, or alcohol or, you know, and I, you don't have to be an alcoholic or an, a food addict. But, you know, when you go to other things that you could be sitting down with the Lord and saying, you know what, Lord, I really want to do this, but I need you right now. And I just want to spend some time with you because I don't really know how to relate to you. I run to other things. I run to masturbation or I run to food or I run to alcohol or I run to work or I run to getting busy. You know, when was the last time we just said, you know what, Lord, I'm going to I don't want to right now. I want to run somewhere else, but I'm going to run to you right now. And I'm going to sit here until you and I have a moment (laughs) until we get to the place where I feel something different because he's faithful. He wants to do that. Amen. He, and, and I just encourage, I mean, God is not in my, in my estimation of who I see God to be and what I've understood him in the Bible to be. He is not wagging a finger of shame and condemnation over us when we fall into sin. He's reminding us of freedom and what he died for. And he's asking us to look at him, 
to see his face, to see something different for just a moment? You know, can you look at something different for just a moment and see that I'm here when nothing else is? Because all you're about to get is just more shame and that feeling you get after you do that that's going to make you feel once again not that great. Right. So I just encourage you as a parent, as a husband or wife or, you know, even as a teenager right now, if you're listening, you know, what do you do with that feeling other than turning to masturbation? What do you do with that feeling of loneliness? Or like you said, anger. I mean, I hadn't thought about that, but a lot of people can have that underlying bubbling frustration all the time that just says something's not working in my life. Maybe it's a a house you're trying to sell or a a job you haven't gotten or a a situation with a relationship and you're just frustrated Mm -hmm. and you go to things to try to hide from them. And you think, I'm just going to comfort myself for the moment, or I just don't even want to think about it. You know, maybe you use masturbation for that. So I'm just asking you to think about those things and be careful, because the enemy is is prowling around. He's prowling around as a roaring lion, waiting to see who he can devour. And so it may look all cute and funny to hear things about, oh, masturbating or or words out there that people use to make it sound fun and cute and, oh, it's no big deal and just enjoy it and have fun with it. But, but it's like you said, what does it do with the eternal place in our soul that that is supposed to be connected with the Lord fully? What does it reap? That's right. It, it, is it a fruit? That I you're, mean, because to me, everything I've... You know, everything I know about it is it reaps destruction. Absolutely. it dis- And I think it's great to expand on destruction. It reaps destruction. And in that destruction, it reaps emptiness. It reaps a lack of connection. Did you actually know that when you use masturbation, it's a harder thing to get reconnected with those that you love? Because masturbation is very self-centered. It's very, re- it's very connected to just self. And so when you try to connect with others, whether that be your spouse, your your family, your friends, even your Lord, you've just turned everything inward and you focused on just yourself. And it's going to be hard not to go back there because it's easy to focus on just ourselves. Well, I hope you have enjoyed tonight. We actually may talk again about this next week. I don't know yet. We'll see. We like to leave that door open. But we sure appreciate you listening. You've been listening to Shadow of His Wings Ministry sponsored Healing Hidden Wounds. Shay and I love that you listen. We appreciate you. We hope that what we've said tonight has offered some help. If you have been helped, please visit our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. And we'd love to hear from you. You can leave an email at info or you can make a donation if you've appreciated our show. All of those things, we love to get feedback and we appreciate you listening. God bless you and join us next week at this same time. Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener-supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.